Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Wednesday, April 28th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And we have a 10-game slate here, Coach. And we are going to build towards a two brains are better than one FanDuel GPP lineup at the end of the show. Are you ready for this occasion? I am extremely ready, especially after the odd day yesterday. Yesterday just seemed like a very weird wacky basketball day so i would like to get on to more normal uh 10 game slate only five teams on back to back one way or the other so we maybe we get a, a little bit truer look at it today so i'm ready to roll i am too let's do it all right first game out of the shoot is at 7 p.m eastern orlando at 18 and 43 at the cavaliers at 21 and 40 uh, let's talk about this one a little bit. Cleveland's three and a half point favorite. It's only a 210. So it is one of the lower ones on the slate. Uh, there's three that are particularly low, that this being one of them. Um, pace of play is bad, 18 and 24. But the, what gives you a little bit of hope are the lousy defenses at 26 and 23. Injuries. Uh, interesting here, Andrew. We've got Ennis, uh, questionable. Ross, doubtful, and MCW and Porter remain out. And then on the Cleveland side, we've got three guys out. Hartenstein, or you can say Hartenstein, whatever you prefer. Uh, Delhi is out, and Mr. Sexton, their best player, is also down. So uh, really to cut to the chase here, this, this is not like an extremely exciting game. For DFS purposes, I believe. I don't think it's going to be super high scoring. But there may be a one-off that I want to mention on both sides. And then I'd love to get your uh, input on it. Because because of some of the guys that are out, there are some scenarios here that I think could lead to uh, a decent one-off. So I'll start on the Cleveland side with Darius Garland. He's He's been a good play most of the time Sexton is out. His usage dives up. His assist ratio dives way up. And Orlando isn't exactly a shut-you-down team uh, with this G League and, and bunch of 10-day uh, contract kind of guys. So Garland is on my on my board right now. He's not a lock-in because his price is a little high. But I think it's reasonable. Um, I will mention the other guy that almost made my list, and that's Jared Allen. It's just, you know, he, he crushed it for me so much the other day when I had him. I had to give him a shout-out here. But he's inconsistent, and, you know, it's a little bit tough on a 10-game slate to take your one center spot on Fandle with a guy that you just totally don't trust. But he is going against uh, an undersized Carter, but then he has to face an oversized Bomba. So, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. He doesn't quite make my list. Um, on the Orlando side, uh, an interesting one here for me. I, I, I sort of like Cole Anthony a little bit. And again, you know, I don't talk in two point guards that are uh, pay down compared to some of the big wigs that are on this slate. But, you know, maybe as where you have to roster two point guards, like on FanDuel, he's not a second guy uh, in type of bad pick. I think he's he's decent. He's getting a lot of minutes. He's becoming more effective. And we know Cleveland's backcourt, specifically Garland, does not defend well. So just as an offshoot, I, I may look at Anthony. The rest of the, the game just is not interesting to me. 
But uh, possible Anthony, possible Garland, and move on for me. Yeah, I think they're both playable. I wish they were a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Um, value guy that I kind of like on Orlando is Bacon on FanDuel at 4,000 as a shooting guard. He's yeah. had a couple 7, 8x games lately. A little bit inconsistent, but if Ennis is out again along with Ross, then he's usually getting 30-plus minutes. So there, there's an option there. I also want to mention Mo Wagner. He's been signed, and he is available on DraftKings at 3,200. He's not on the slate on FanDuel. Um, just keep an eye on that. He could cut into Mo Bamba's minutes a little bit. Yeah. And then on the Cleveland side, Osman has been priced up a little bit, so he's not a value play anymore. Right. Dean Wade is in play for me again because Nance is still out with that thumb injury. And he's minimum price. He got 32 minutes in the last game uh, because of those absences with those other guys, Hartenstein and Nance. Um, so he's he's a guy you could look at here as a value play. But not thrilled about the game overall either. And I, I did read a note that Kevin Love was real disgusted with tanking again. And he just he wants out of Cleveland. So that's another reason. Uh, you know, is that going to have any effect? It may have no effect, but he does seem to be getting in that psyched out range, which he did. You know, if you remember a season ago, you know, where he was like, I'm just stood there. Nobody would give him the ball and everything. He was yep. frustrated. He's sort of getting back in that mode again. And now that something came out in the media that he's squawking, you just wonder if Wade's going to scoop some of those minutes. So, you know, not a bad guy, but probably more of a GPP for me. But I like that, uh, you know, keep an eye on the love situation, though. Absolutely. All right, game two. We have Atlanta in Philly, also at 7 o'clock. 216 total. 76 are favored by 7.5. Mr. Trey Young still out, along with Tony Snell. And then Herter is doubtful. Yeah. And Brandon Goodwin questionable. So these guards are in trouble on Atlanta in terms of the injuries. On the Philly side, we just have Mike Scott questionable. So with all those injuries, these guards for Atlanta are attractive in terms of the volume. It's not a good matchup, of course. Philly is second defensively, and right. it looks like they'll have their key defenders out there, Simmons and uh, Tobias Harris, etc. But Bogdan's going to get a lot of opportunities. Uh, 7600 you know, sort of... Uh, a fair price tag, I think, for this situation. And so if you play him, it's, it's about that volume. And he certainly can get it done. So he's in play for me. The other guard spot will be interesting. If Brandon Goodwin starts, he is a value opportunity. I'm not thrilled about him. He, doesn't, he hasn't really shown the great upside. And it is a tough defensive matchup. Um, if he sits again and somebody like Dunn starts... Uh, he's cheap on DraftKings at 3100 about 5500 on a FanDuel, though. Crazy. And I, I don't really trust him yet. 13 minutes last game, 0 for 5 from the field. So I would avoid that. The, the one other guy I would look at, though, is Lou Williams. He's back in the rotation. 4500 on DraftKings, I think, is playable. So for me, it's looking at one of those guys based on all these injuries. And then on the Philly side... I don't, I don't want to play them. Even though it's a good matchup, Atlanta's bad defensively. We saw in that last game so many guys now in the, in the rotation when they're healthy because yeah. with George Hill there, that interferes a little bit with Milton and Maxey. And, you know, Korkmaz getting minutes, Curry, 
Danny Green, Thibault. It's just too many guys. I mean, yeah. to, Tobias Harris is a good price, but he hasn't been smashing, and uh, I don't really want to mess with Embiid and Capella at their prices today. So it's all about the Atlanta guards for me. Yeah, this this game is my least favorite of the 10. I'm not playing anybody from this game. I'll give you a quick uh, couple of reasons why. Some of it may be a little repetitive because I think your, your breakdown was right on the money. Um, you know, the fact that I believe if it's Lou Williams and Bogdanovich out there or if Goodwin starts, he's questionable. If it's Goodwin and, and Bogdanovich, whatever, I think the backcourt gets Simmons and Danny Green defense. They'll probably stick Curry on whoever the small forward is, maybe a hill or whatever. And Simmons and Green are lockdown guys. Philly does not play fast, and they, they are terrific defensively. So uh, I hate the fact that Dunn is back in the mix, even though Atlanta still has guys out. Because, uh, you know, by the way, Dunn is shooting the same percentage from the field as I am in the That's NBA right. this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but he's going to steal minutes from either guard because he could play both of them. So I just don't like the matchup. Don't like the price on Bogey. I like Bogey, but not not at that price against you know Ben Simmons or whatever he's going to have to face. You know, and Ben, remember Ben's still trying to get first team All Defense or Defensive Player of the Year. So he's he's a dog. The bigs are just all overpriced. Capella, Collins, Harris, and B, and they're you know both going to defend each other. I just don't see this as a logical game to spend a lot of salary on when the number's low. Uh, Philly's much better and could smack them around a little bit. Uh, just complete stay away game for me, Andrew. Okay. All right, we're going to move on to the 7:30 Eastern slate now. The Charlotte Hornets at 30 and 31 against the Andrew-led Boston Celtics, 32 and 30. They're making the push for you. Uh, right now we have, um, where is the line? There it is. Boston minus seven and a half, 215. So very low total. And then to, to further complicate things, both teams on the second night of a back-to-back, which creates a lot of confusion. Pace is bad, 21 and 23. Uh, defense is very average, 14-17. And uh, we know that we still have Ball, Hayward, and uh, Monk out for uh, Charlotte. And for Boston, it's interesting. Kemba's out, Tatum questionable, and I have Williams still listed as questionable. So lots of news to be had here. Uh, Lots of confusion if anybody's going to get any rest on the second night of a back-to-back. A low line, slow, good defense. Certainly not a game to target by any stretch. Um, there are some possible one-offs here that could be value. You know, uh, Cody Martin has been getting big minutes consistently now and is not a bad play if you're looking for value. Uh, I still always think Terry Rozier, uh, you know, can get it done. Um, you know, we, Boston's shown that their defense isn't as consistent as it used to be by any stretch so you know Rogier against Boston has always got a little extra twist to it because that was the team sort of that gave up on him so Rogier's in my player pool now his prices is, is rough I know but he's the only guy I'm considering uh, from Charlotte on the on the Boston side I mean we need to see the news it's that simple I mean you know if if Kemp we know Kemba's sitting but if Tatum sits again 
uh, which is, you know, could happen. Then it's, you know, the Jalen Brown show. Uh, he, you know, he was one of the highest scores on the slate uh, yesterday. No reason to think he wouldn't be again. And I can't imagine with them needing wins that they're going to sit him uh, limited minutes if the other two studs are out. So, you know, an interesting spot there. Uh, you know, Fournier seemed to get his feet in the second half in yesterday's game, but he may face Rozier defense, which is a little bit of a concern. I think you'll have Fournier get some ownership. Um, Smart couldn't hit the broadside of a barn for a bunch of that game, man. There was, I think he was 0 for 8 from 3 at one point. So that was extremely frustrating. Uh, but it is a good matchup. And, you know, Smart's price is always just at that tease level where it's not in a high end, but certainly not a value. But consideration of Smart and Brown, depending on the on the Tatum news, but I'm not a big fan of this game. Yeah, I, I'm somewhat similar in the guys that are in consideration for me. Uh, Jalen was just dominant yesterday with that opportunity with those key guys out. And yeah. his, his price is still fine. And he's been pretty good on back-to-backs. He's had one or two clunkers, but um, the second half of the season, he's been pretty strong. So I agree. I think he'll get full minutes, and and he's in consideration. Smart, a little too pricey probably for me. Fournier, uh, you know, he definitely did hit value and found his legs. He had five steals in that game, which is impressive. Didn't do a whole lot scoring-wise, but he's pretty cheap. And then how about Peyton Pritchard? He was awesome off the bench. Oh, my God. Scoring yeah. 28 points. Um, and then with Charlotte, I am most interested in those guards. You could go with Rogier. Devontae Graham is cheaper. Uh, Cody Martin, 7X again. And how about Brad Wanamaker? Uh, you know, he's 27 minutes off the bench, 13.6 assists. He's filling that role that uh, LaMelo Ball had. And, and now he's Celtics ba- factor too, right? He's also got the Celtics factor and bare minimum price. Um, you know, not my favorite value play here on a back-to-back, but so, so I got got to continue to keep an eye on until we get either Monk or Ball back in the mix. All right, yeah. the the, uh, the next seven thirty game is an ESPN game. It's the Lakers and Washington. This is a okay. pick'em at two twenty-six and a half, thanks to Washington and their that? number one pace. 21st ranked defense Lakers still clinging to that number one spot defensively but their offense is drastically fallen without (laughs) LeBron they're down to 22nd in efficiency yeah so tonight we're gonna have probable tags on AD KCP Schroeder Gasol and Caruso is the one questionable tag with Washington we have Lopez probable now, on the Lakers' side, wouldn't mind getting a little exposure here against the terrible Washington defense. And Schroeder is the guy I'm looking at primarily. Good price on both sites. And he had that questionable tag against Orlando, and he went 21-10. and 10. Uh, And we love playing guards against Washington, so he's in the mix for me. Anthony Davis got up to 31 minutes last game. It was sort of okay, 8 of 15 from the field. Um He's in that low 9K range where, to me, it's it's really still kind of borderline GPP option. Uh, you know, he's getting enough minutes where he could get it done. Um, the centers were kind of interesting because we talked about Montrez Harrell having that DNP CD. But last game, he basically split minutes with Drummond. Drummond had 25. Yeah. He had 23. He was 
18 and 5, so kind of the classic Montrez Harrell. So yeah. he's back in the mix, which definitely takes away from Drummond. On the Washington side, I don't think I'm ready to pay up for Westbrook or Beal with that you know, average pace with the Lakers and that strong defense. So for me on that side, it would be a value play. Hashimura is ultra cheap on FanDuel. He's down to 4,200. Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah, he just hasn't quite had the volume offensively. Um, yeah, you know, well, he that... missed a little bit. He's still yeah. ramping up. Exactly. Yeah, I, I was stunned to see it that low, though. Yeah, I'm thinking that'll probably be the lowest it, it will be for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, how about the center situation? Should I cover it, or should I let you do it? Uh, don't, please don't make me throw up right on the podcast. I here. won't even talk I... about the backups. I'll just mention that Alex Len, in 23 Whatever. minutes last game, 17 and 10. It, and... He's gonna poop his pants today. Come on, man. <laughs> he's he's as cons- as consistent as uh, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to take this show down the tubes, but. That that whole situation drives me a little bonky. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It's tough. So we'll see if Lopez is in back, back in the mix. It could be a three-way split again. Yeah. Uh, but if he's out, then Len and Gafford are in much better positions. And Gafford with the better matchup against Montrez Harrell off the bench. But his price has gone up a little bit. Um, with Len, just to be clear, he's only in consideration for me on DraftKings where he's 3300 not on FanDuel at 52, but a um, little bit more interested on the Lakers side here. Coach, how about you? Well, I'll just start out and get it out of the way. I mean, I'm not taking any Washington centers until there's one of the three of them are out. And Lopez is probable, so he's going to play. They're going to split between the three of them. I hope that Len gets all the ownership in the world because I guarantee you he's going to regress from that fluke game. He throws one fluke game in a month and then, you know, he'll get 16 minutes. Lopez with that broken arm half hooks going to get probably 20. And then, you know, the scraps uh, for my man Gafford, I'm done with that position. You won't hear me talk about it on this podcast for quite a while. What I will talk about is, you know, this is the ESPN game. We, you know, I mention all the time, but it's worth mentioning. People get, Overowned on on the big national games. It's a fact. It's I'm just not my theory. It's true. Guys get a couple percent higher ownership. Uh, you know, for the people that the the fish that we think that are usually in there that we can go after. You know, those are the kind of guys that are going to roster Davis. But here's the thing, Andrew, and I want I want to see what you think. I think the Lakers need to win. They are starting to float down the, the, the line there. And I know they're saying they don't care home court or not, but they they may get down if they keep losing. They could fall into that seven spot. It's feasible. So they need to get it together, even though Davis is going to be a little more owned because it's national game. And it's going to be the guys that didn't realize that he's coming back and all this that are going to fall into it. Sometimes you got to swim with those fishes a little bit and just know where the sharks are. And I think Anthony Davis, 33 minutes maybe, 34 against an awful Washington team with the three different centers in there. Now, if you told me Gafford was playing a bunch and he was going to guard Davis some, I would be concerned. But I don't think Hashimura can handle him by any stretch. And I don't think the other two uh, can can take him. And the other two are going to have to guard 
Drummond. Now, they may flip-flop when Harrell's in there, but the bottom line is it's a good matchup for Davis. Washington's the fastest team in the league, so you can't get a better pace-up scenario. And AD's going to be one of my foundation guys today. I'm going to roster him for the first time, and I think that, uh, I mean, he's got huge upside here. I really think he's going to get, you know, I've watched him progress these first three games or so that he's back. So he's going to be a big spend-up guy for me. Um, On the other side of the ball, you know, Russ is just unbelievable, and I'm just so impressed with him. I know his shooting is bad at times, and Beal takes over some games. But, you know, I I like Westbrook better here. And, again, you know, it's I haven't made the final decision on whether he's the spend-up guy or I'll mention one later that I'm looking at. So Westbrook is possible. I'm not going Beal. I think he gets a little bit better defense against him in this run and uh, really don't like any of the ancillary guys. So it's Anthony Davis, the possibility of Russell Westbrook, and then uh, I'm going to move on. So I may be spending my two playups here, have a good correlation. Uh, I like the fact that the Lakers, even though they're rated first in defense, are not really playing like the first in defense. They're, you know, they've come down some. And I like the pace that Washington will will really try to push in this game. So I can see your Schroeder pick. It's not a bad one. Uh, but he just seems to have, his price seems to have increased to where it starts to become a little cumbersome for me. So could be the key game on the slate for me, buddy. Okay. All right. Uh, next game on the slate is where we at here. Char- uh, let's see. Chicago, is New York. Chicago and the Knicks. Yeah, there it is. Knicks four and a half. A nice uh, skinny two oh nine and a half, which is no fun. You've got twelfth and thirtieth in pace. We know the Knicks uh, play half court. Eighteenth and fourth defensively. Uh, Bulls not that bad defensively as you'd think. Almost in the middle of the pack. We've got uh, Brown and Levine continued out for Chicago. Uh, Burks, and then we know Mitch Rob's out for a long time for the Knicks. But after that, you know, it's it's pretty much the normal run. Since Levine's out, you know, everybody's picked up the pace a little bit there. Vuk's been solid. Um, Kobe White's been solid. Um, the rest of the guys chip in. Daniel Tice has had a few good games. Um, you know, so it's, you know, you could see a few of those guys stepping up to make value, but the pace down with a good Knicks defense, you know, I don't think you need to really push there. So I'm not going to uh, go any anybody on Chicago. Just don't like the the matchup and the and the pace of the game. Knicks side, you know, I don't think I think Chicago's defense has improved. Tice, I think, can bother Randall just enough. Uh, you know, I think that's a big addition for them that, you know, at least stay with them away from the basket. Because what happens is when teams can't match up with Randall, they put a big on him, he drains threes. If they try to go small to contain his penetration in threes, then he posts up and he or he gets a bunch of offensive rebounds. But Tice and uh, off the bench uh, with uh, the uh, – who, who am I thinking? Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus Young. Same kind of thing as Tice. I think those are the guys that can give – Julius Randle, a little bit of issue, enough to keep him in check where he doesn't, you know, break the slate and his price is monster high. Um, Noel, a good defensive matchup for Vuk. Gibson will give him a little trouble. 
So I say all that uh, to say I, I respect the defenses. I don't like the pace. And this will be an easy pass game for me. Yeah, it's probably going to be a pass for me. I, I wouldn't mind potentially considering Kobe White, but it's not a great game environment. R.J. Barrett, I love that he got 45 minutes against Phoenix. Got up 18 shots. Uh, so he's the, the guy I'd be most likely to play. Gotta and, love Tibbs. Yeah. And Rose getting really good minutes off the bench over Peyton. 33 minutes. Again, played well with Alec Burks out. Uh, yeah. So that those guys would be all GPP options for me because it's just not looking like a high total tonight. I'm with you. All right, we're halfway through the slate. Reminder, at the end of the show, we're going to build that two brains with better than one lineup on FanDuel. And if we make any pivots to it, we'll announce those on Twitter if we can. So follow us there at DFS Coach Talk. While you're there, you can follow the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And you can find me at Language Olympic. All right, coach, second half of the slate. We move to 8 o'clock Eastern, San Antonio in Miami. Another low total here, 211. Miami favored by four and a half. Island game for both teams. Injuries for San Antonio. Derek White and Trey Lyles out with Miami. Question marks for Hero and none. And the injury news is important to me here because these two teams, especially when they're playing against each other, are just not attractive. They're both top 12 defensively. They're below average offensively this year, which is a little surprising. And their pace is, is not good. So this is actually a zero game in terms of the variables we look at. It is a real right. dud. But with Derek White out, you get a bump for Murray and, and DeRozan. They both smashed, but that was against Washington. Um, you know, they become a little more interesting with White out, but we got tough defense here. We got Jimmy Butler likely slowing down DeRozan. So for me, it would be a, a value play of Patty Mills or Lonnie Walker. We'll see who starts. Um, if we know early enough that one of those guys is going to start, they're both really cheap on both sites. You can consider them. Just because they start, that doesn't mean they're going to get huge minutes and smash the value, but you feel a little bit better, at least, if they're starting. Um, but the guy who's coming off the bench would probably have a little more opportunity to run the show and have more usage. So kind of goes both ways, but th that's the only place I'm looking at, at San Antonio. And then with Miami, if Hero and Nunn are out, then Dragic is squarely in play for me. Love the price. He got 35 minutes last game with those guys out. Um, Butler, you know, is a potential pay-up guy. Pretty expensive. Ariza's been valuable a couple times recently. Um, but we've also got Iguodala back in the mix. So he could take a couple minutes away there. So looking at a potential cheap guard here, Mills, Lonnie Walker, or Dragic. Yeah, uh, for me, it's it's pretty simple. Uh, you know, you've got uh, two good defensive teams that aren't going to pl play at a crazy pace. Uh, with a 10-game schedule, just makes no sense to gravitate to this game. Uh, don't want any of the San Antonio guys between the splits in minutes and playing the Miami defense. Uh, and then on the Miami side, very simple. You know, it would take both of those guys being ruled out uh, as far as none and hero for me to pl play Dragic. But in that scenario, I would look at Dragic, but he's not a plug and play against Devont, uh, DeJounte Murray defense by any stretch. Murray is a really good defender. Um, so, yeah, you know, Butler, DeRozan, banging heads, Bam and Pirtle, you know, just 
there's no reason to dig in here and and pluck a guy out that uh, you know could kill your slate for you. So let's just move on. Okay. All right, New Orleans, Denver, correct? We've if got. You, if you'd like, I had Portland, Memphis next. Oh yeah, Portland. Yeah, let me do Portland, Memphis. Okay. It's two thirty-six, and oh, you like? I don't want to huh? let you have the big game. <laughs> you know, I have. I'm. I apologize. I have two different uh, uh, groups of of games in order here, but I will stay with this. And not only is it two thirty-six, it's a pick'em. So what else could you ask for there? Then you've got uh, the twentieth and fifth pace. Memphis is really pushes the ball. And then Portland's wonderful 29th defense, Memphis's ninth. So most of it's good, you know, three of three of the five, almost four of the five uh, count. And uh, these teams are not very banged up at all. They've got their guys ready to go. Um, you know, none of their key players are listed as out, which I don't know if we've had that happen, but a couple of times all in the last month, that's for sure. But I think you're going to see both teams play, both teams right in the dead thick of the bottom of the, making the playoffs, 33 and 28 and 31 and 29. So this is a great game. I mean, it's it's not only the, the biggest number. You've got two competitive teams, and then you've got to pick them. I mean, what else can you ask for? So I'll just give you the litany of guys that are in my player pool and trying to determine which way I want to go with it. <clears throat> very impressed with John Morant lately. I've been raving about him on several podcasts in a row. I think he's square in play against a poor Portland uh, defense. So Jaw's the first guy I want to bring out there. Um, Dylan Brooks, you know, his price is decent, and he can have big games. He's a step-up-to-the-moment kind of guy. He gets into consideration for me. Um, those are the two Memphis guys that I'm looking at. Then trying to make that decision with the Lillard McCollum thing, you know, it, it it becomes, do you pay up uh, for one of those two guys and hope he's the one of the two that have the hot game, you know that that becomes uh, a, a question. Also, Dylan Brooks, I looked back through BasketballReference.com to to see some of the, the matchups here, and Brooks has actually spent time guarding Lillard and McCollum in different runs, so. They're, they probably won't both escape uh, his defense. Now that Norman Powell's there, though, it's a little bit different because Portland didn't normally go with Lillard, McCollum, and Trent. They would bring Trent off the bench a lot. And so Brooks was able to, to go that route. Now, Powell's a dangerous scorer, too. So, you know, my theory here, and I, I'm looking forward to your input, you know, is Brooks going to guard Powell, which is more of a logical matchup for him, or does he go on the other two guys? Because... I want to try to avoid Brooks and attack uh, Grayson Allen, uh, but you know I don't see any definitive information that says this is the way this is going to roll out because we haven't had the scenario uh, with Powell in there uh, exactly. The bigs all cancel each other out for me. Covington, great defender. Anderson, really good defender. Uh, you know the Nurkic Canner split. You know me with splits. As soon as I see steady splits and i i'm just not convinced it won't be I, i'm not going there at all joe val now the triple j's back that changes everything and clark still gets minutes so it gets it's all of a sudden they had nobody and had to play 
you know, their guys, uh, Tillman and everybody, the big minutes. Now they've got everybody back. So I don't want to go there. So for me, you know, it's Jaw and and possibly Lillard or McCullum. If I don't go up to Lillard or McCullum, that's where I might be able to to make the Westbrook play, even though he's a little bit more, and make it work. So that's a big decision for me. But I do I do think this game, you know, you have to have exposure. I probably have, you know, at least two guys from this game. Yeah, it's a key game for me as well. And the guards on Memphis are where I'm looking there. I'm not going to mess with those bigs. Jaw's been awesome. Uh, but like you said, Brooks does step up and played well against Portland in those two matchups recently where they were both really high scoring. I like the savings uh, for his price tag too over Jaw. So I right. think that could be a, a smart approach in GPPs to go with Brooks. With Portland, you know, the, the problem is, first of all, it's a back-to-back. Um, and like you said, Brooks's defense is excellent. So I'm a little less interested in Lillum, Lillard and McCollum. Uh, I do like Lillard's price on FanDuel, 8100 Yeah, that's um, so tempting. I do, I do think that Brooks will guard those guys primarily. I think they would... Uh, assign Grayson Allen um, to to Powell. Norman Powell? Yeah. Well, then my, maybe Powell's the play then. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he has the better matchup and he's cheaper, but then he's getting the least amount of shots out of that trio. So I think it right. kind of balances out. I'm more interested in Covington and Nurkic. Covington, hmm. uh, right around 5,000 on both sites. Uh, I, I like that opportunity. You know, a little more GPP. Because uh, if he's not hitting his threes, then it, it doesn't usually work out. And Nurkic, I don't think it's as troublesome of a split uh, as you do. You don't uh, think? Last night, he only played 20 minutes because it was a blowout. But he was dominant. Yeah. He, he had a double-double. And Cantor, by the way, in 15 minutes had a double-double. So they're both playing really well. And if I you mean, go... and that's the concern is, you know, I, I can't imagine they're just not going to play good minutes for Cantor, you know? Yeah, but if you go a couple games back... Nurkic was getting 28, 29 minutes, and he was destroying his opponent. Well, Uh, he he played some teams with no centers. You know, that my other concern is Anderson, Valachunas, Triple J, and Clark. That depth is going to keep those guys fresh, and that's even if Tillman doesn't get in. Yeah, but he played well against uh, Memphis, even with Joe Val. And, you know, on FanDuel, I think he's... The price I'm not ex- excited about tonight on this big of a slate at 8,300, but still on DraftKings at 68. I think you can go to Nurkic. It's not. I don't That's, think it's that a, is underpriced. 68 yeah. is underpriced. I think he can pay that off. I don't think it's a smash spot, um, but I think he's playable on DraftKings. But uh, somebody, I mean, if this game has 240 points or whatever, possibly, you know, where they got to come from somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. All right, the next 9 o'clock game is also interesting. It's New Orleans and Denver, 228.5 total. Denver favored by 3.5. It is the front end of a back-to-back for both teams. And for injury news, we have uh, Johnson probable and Steven Adams questionable. And then on the Denver side, I don't have any notes for injuries. Do you? For Denver, I have... Excuse me. Barton and Morris are still out. Right, right. Other than those guys, yeah, yeah. The regular recent rotation is st- is still good. So, if you break this game down, we have uh, New Orleans. I mean, any game they're in, you really want to focus on because they're playing it faster now. They have a top yeah. ten offense, and they're still twenty seventh defensively. 
Denver, of course, is slower, average defense, but they've got the awesome offense. So we, we do think there will be some points here. But, you know, the funny thing is, Coach, these teams have played twice. Both times, the final score has been 113 to 108. I know, each, that's wild. I did see that. One. Yeah, so, The identical score. <laughs> uh, can that be our prediction here, that that'll be the final score tonight? Um, unlikely, but kind of a funny little uh, tidbit on this season. Now, uh, you know, we'll have a different matchups here than recently because of uh, Aaron Gordon. And so I think that's important to consider because Zion has, has – uh, he had one monster game against these guys. And then the other game he still scored 30 – I think he'll have a little tougher go at it with Gordon. He's still in the player pool for me. I'm also interested in this uh, Stephen Adams news because if he sits, Hernan Gomez, uh, I think, will get another start, and he was great in his last start. Double-double with four stocks, very cheap. So I like him. Uh, This James Johnson news, uh, for an aside here, Coach, you'll enjoy this one, is is really kind of disappointing because Wenyan Gabriel is not going to be a factor tonight. After that terrific performance in the last game, 10 points, uh, a steal, a block. He had 6x return. I was praying that you didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But don't worry. We won't go to Gabriel tonight because I think Johnson will be out there. He's a a five-highlighted DK guy. Come on. Yeah, right. (laughs) On the Denver side, uh, Michael Porter Jr. cannot be ignored. He's averaged at least 30 actual points in his last three games. Yeah, uh, really stepping up. Jokic definitely in play for me as well. Um, Kampazu settling in, a uh, little pricey. Uh, PJ Dozier similar. I think he's playable, but uh, I think I'd be more likely to to get one of these studs here on the Denver side, Porter Jr. or Jokic. How about you? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I, I, Adams is now uh, he, he's still questionable, so I thought he had, had changed, but it's still questionable. So. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes a bit of a difference. I just don't want to spend my top spend up on, on the Joker. I mean, he certainly could smash. I'll tell you what's what's become evident, though, is now that we've had a decent enough sample size, it's still small, but at least it's it's something you can, you can look at, is since Murray's gone down, the biggest beneficiary has been Porter Jr. He's the guy that stepped up and grabbed that scoring and and made a difference and i think you're right i don't think he can be ignored uh anymore and i think he's got to be uh, a guy that has a very good chance to make uh, my lineup um you know the matchup for him you know is he'll he should be able to uh you know get some some free looks uh, at three and i think that he's real dangerous here his price has gotten a little bit sticky there i'm not crazy about that but uh, I just think he's the the strongest play on the Denver side here. Uh, I also don't mind uh, PJ Dozier again. I mean, I know he threw up a real, real dud, and just he looked like he had a complete meltdown. Did you were you watching any of that? I didn't see the bad game. I saw his good game. Yeah, he it it like it's almost like a, when you get the yips putting like. He, he didn't he traveled he threw it away he just couldn't do anything right but you know I think that he's fine it was just a, a game to throw out young guys that are thrown into the mix uh, in a in a big role sometimes will throw those duds in there but the pelicans stink on defense so dozier's still cheap uh, so my targets in this game are Porter and dozier I think those are the two guys that that I want to look at. Then on the Pelican side, I agree with you. I think Zion is a terrific play. Again, you know, 
it comes down to making that decision on on who you're going to pay up for on this slate. Even if you go somewhat stars and scrubs, uh, you know Zion takes one of those big high higher echelon prices. So that's the decision you have to weigh compared to some of the other uh, big names you're looking at. But I, without question, I think he's the best play on this side. Uh, it seems like we talk about it every every game, but no one has a really good guy to match up with Zion. He's just that mm-hmm. much of a freak. It's like every time we talk about him, we say, well, they don't have a good guy to match. I don't think anybody has a good guy to match up with him. I mean, he just, his strength and, you know, if they could, I don't know why teams don't force him to use his weak hand, his offhand. If you can get him to the his offhand, then, you know, make him go to the right. I think it, it definitely is a little bit more attainable, but He's just got such a quick step, and he's so strong. He just butts people out of the way. I'm, when they played him the last time, do you remember he took one drive and uh, he didn't even budge, and Porter bounced off him like a pinball in a, in a pinball machine, mm-hmm. almost went into the first row. So, um, you know, Zion is extremely tempting. He's he's the spot that I would go to with the Pels. Uh, not super confident or like the pricing on the other guys. I agree with you, though. I think Hernan Gomez is a nice play if Adams is out uh, only. And if you really want to go deep, if Adams is out, GPP-wise, you could go Jackson Hayes. But, uh, you know, I like this game, and I'm definitely going to have exposure. I think it's going to be an up-and-down game that uh, you need a little bit of of folks in it for sure. All right, well, how about— let's move— yeah, Go ahead. this game, this next one that's not as up and down, Clippers and Suns. What do you have there? Yeah, it's, you know, it's not that much fun. It's Phoenix minus three and a half. But, you know, the total in this game is 222 and a half. That surprised me. I was very stunned that it's that high because you would, you know, it's the fact that it's 10 points higher than a bunch of these games. When you've got a Clippers team that's up to 10th defensively, Phoenix is sixth defensively. And there's guys missing all over the place. Maybe that's the play, Andrew, the under in this game. Because yeah, I mean, the, the saving grace is Clippers number two offensively and Suns number six. These teams know how to well, score. Yeah, defense over offense, though, when it's two against two like that, when you, you know, they're similar teams in that manner. And the, the, the wild card here, though, is George is questionable. Kawhi Leonard's doubtful. He's not going to play. We know already Beverly and Ibaka are out. Uh, Coffee's questionable. Batum's questionable. So the Clippers are banged up big time. Is the and then, by the way, Coach, is the in- injury designation for Paul George his uh, his ego? Is that why he's questionable? It could be, man. It should it, be. It probably is. Come on, he's, Paul his, George. He's got a bruised ego. That's why he's uh, questionable. <laughs> <laughs> Unacceptable performance. I know New you're Orleans not a big game. Paul George fan right no, now. I, That's oh, saying. yeah, right. Exactly. Not right now. In general, yes. <laughs> Generally, yes. Um, you know, two key guys for Phoenix, too, that make a difference in this game. You may not think it is, but it is. Sarich and Crowder are both questionable. So if those two are out, that leaves a donut in that hustle, beat people up, get some rebounds, do all the dirty work stuff. So that would hurt them if they're losing those two grinded out guys that coaches love uh, to play for them, but not against them. So I want to see that news as well. Uh, but I'm I'm really not into this game for the reasons that I all stated here. But if all the guys, if for some reason George doesn't play, let's just say that, then you got to make some consideration here 
for my man Marcus Morris, who always steps up, Terrence Mann, who's been stepping up. Those two guys immediately come into play. Uh, Zubots, who's played better, uh, I think even gets some consideration. I mean, I'm not racing to get these Clippers, but if they're super shorthanded, these guys are going to get 30, 35 minutes and are, have been, you know, playing good basketball. On the Phoenix side, you know, same dilemma as always. You know, you're getting, uh, you're getting some contribution from a lot of guys. They share the ball one night. You know, Paul has a great game. The other Booker does. Um, you know, it is important to know the George news though, because George will guard Booker, and that's you know that's going to keep him in check. If he's out, you know, then Booker becomes a sitter, uh, a possible a play for me, even though he's a little pricey. Uh, don't really think you have to go to the secondary guys here, even in Aiton or Bridges or Cam Johnson. Those guys on this big of a slate, I just don't think it's necessary. So news dependent specifically on your man, Paul George, and then I'll shuffle and maybe have some exposure here. Uh, if George does play, though, it may eliminate the guys I'm considering. I may be a pass. Yeah, probably for me as well on the main slate. We'll have some exposure to it on the after hour slate, of course. Um, maybe on the sun side, you go with the value play of a Cam Johnson or a Torrey Craig, depending on how your lineup's coming together, but mostly a fade game for me as well. So how about this last one? A little more interesting here, Utah and Sacramento, Uh, uh. 222 total, which to me is potentially a little bit low. And I'll, I'll get into that here in a minute. Utah favored by eight. It is an Island game for both teams. And, you know, on paper, this is an awesome game because we have pace of 13 and nine or at 13 and nine. The yeah. offenses are ranked third and 10th. And we know Sacramento is last defensively. The only thing you don't like is Utah's defense. They're third. And then the other big uh, wild card here is that De'Aaron Fox is out again. And he really changes everything for Sacramento with that pace and offensive efficiency. I think right. that's the only reason the total is at 222. When these two teams played before, they put up 240 points. Yeah. Um, we also have Barnes questionable for Sacramento. He left that last game early. And then on the Utah side, big injury news here. Mitchell is still out, and Conley is out. Yes. And if you look at when these two teams played before, those two guys, Conley and Mitchell, combined for 68 points, nine Yikes. rebounds, and eight assists. So with yeah. them out, that opens up a ton of opportunity for Clarkson and Ingles. So those are the the two guys I'm looking at to to run the offense, both in the 6K range on both sites, both playable for me. Uh, Bogdanovich would be the third option. He's cheaper on FanDuel. Gobert, I was surprised. He he really did not do well in that game against Holmes. Uh, Holmes, meanwhile, put up 25-10 and against Gobert. I know uh, that that was a stunner that night. I think we had the other side of it, unfortunately. That is, that is uh, surprising. Now Holmes obviously been slowly increasing his minutes here, so a little less attractive to me. Uh, I'd be more likely to get one of the wings. Halliburton obviously stepping up, but now he's in the seven K range. Mo Harkless is a value play. I think you'd look at thirty eight hundred on both sites, and he should get even a couple more shots if Barnes is out. So uh, I'm looking at uh, definitely one of these Utah guys, Clarkson or Ingles, and maybe one of the Sacramento guys on the other side. 
Yeah, this this is a really interesting game. I mean, you know, right when you think Utah is, you know, makes sense and they're going to be tough every game and and everything else, then they get swept three. They're they're zero and three against Minnesota. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and two of the games were in Utah. Now go figure that one. Um, Sacramento, similar to Minnesota, you know, they they play an up pace. They don't play good defense, but those are seem like the teams that give Utah a little bit of trouble. They've got the slowdown game figured out, but you know uh, maybe Sacramento is able to extend the floor and and uh, and create poor matchups for them. You know I think you made a good point though. The last time they played, you can't even really look at that. I mean you've got Fox, Conley, and Mitchell, like you said, between the three of them. That's the reason the pace was so good. That's the reason that there were so many points. So everything shifts. I do like guys here. I. I've been somewhat of a Clarkson whisperer. I generally play him in the right spots. I think this is a Clarkson spot. I think, you know, he really, uh, when the when the team spread the floor and run and don't cover the three-point line well, and he can get transition threes, step into them, or, you know, get up and down the floor, he has a tendency to do better. And uh, without Conley in there, I think he takes a big role. I think he's, he has a big game here. And I really like Clarkson. He's one of my foundation plays. And his price is, is very reasonable, in my opinion, for the amount of minutes I expect him to play and the output uh, that he'll have from there. Um, you know, I'm not going to go Bogdanovich, although he's been shooting the ball well and his price has remained fairly cheap. Harkless has played a good role for Sacramento. He's, you know, athletic and seems to have gotten a little revival of his game getting more minutes, playing better defense, scoring the ball some. So I think, you know, that could give Bogdanovich a little trouble. He has he doesn't do a great job getting his own shot. You know, he needs to come off of some screens where defenders just sort of lag and in Harkless isn't that kind of defender. So, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I'll fade him. Ingles certainly, you know, you always have to consider him when Connolly's out. It's that simple. I mean, he, he can get 10, 15 assists. You know, he'll play that that point guard role a lot uh, with no Conley. Uh, so Clarkson, for sure, Ingles is, is possible. Uh, you know, I'm a little stymied by the Gobert thing last time with Holmes, and Gobert is inconsistent at times. I You know, we expected him to smash in this matchup last time, but it just it didn't work out that way, and it makes me a little concerned. We also have Bagley listed as questionable. So he may get, a, you know, even if he gets 12, 15 minutes run, he's just another tall, you know, big body in there that could scoop a couple of rebounds from Gobert. And Holmes is playing well, but not well enough for me to put him in there uh, against, you know, the defensive, two-time defensive player of the year. I don't think Harrison Barnes plays. I saw his injury. I know he's listed as questionable. I think he'll sit. So what that does is it brings the other backcourt into play for me, both Halliburton and Heald. Um, you know, I mentioned on the show when Fox got knocked out with pro- the COVID protocol, I felt Halliburton would step right in, take that position, unlike a rookie, just, you know, do it. And he is. He's playing great. So love the four guards here. Clarkson, Ingles, Halliburton, Heald going to determine uh, how many of them I'm going to play. And uh, I think that'll be a good night, good way to cap the slate for sure. Excellent. Well, the way that we're going to cap this show is by building yep. our two brains are better than one lineup on FanDuel. I love it. So uh, 
I hope you all enjoy this. Feel free to play it as Coach is preparing for his first pick. If you wouldn't mind, if you're watching on YouTube, we'd love to have you uh, subscribe to the channel so you get the notifications when these podcasts post every day, seven days a week in NBA. Coach, what do you have here for your first pick in our lineup? My first pick, I think I'm going to go, and then we'll just figure it out from there. I really would like to take Russ. Really? Okay. I know. I know you weren't probably going to go with him. I know he's super expensive. I just like the spot. You know, it's not a second a second night for a back back to back for them, and I mean, I think that makes a big difference. And they don't play tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry for the big spin right off the bat. Uh, that's okay. Uh, let's go with. Uh, I think Clarkson is really a key here. Sixty three hundred oh. as a shooting guard. Yeah. That's who uh, I was going to take. That's funny. Well, there you go. Make it All easy for All the players you. in the league, you, you, you take my... I already had him in there. <laughs> oh, I'll pick the other shooting guard if you want. Go ahead. Yeah, because right. you knew I, I said Clarkson was a, a lock for me. All right. Well, Dylan Brooks is 5,600. Like I said, I think he, he could be a sneaky way uh, to get exposure to that game and, and not necessarily pay up for jaw. Um, so let's get Brooks in there at 56. Okay. So you I like want, it? You want to make Clarkson your next next pick at at sixty three at uh, sixty three hundred? Yes. So Westbrook, Clarkson, and Brooks are in there. You're okay. up. All right. Let's go with a, a value play here, because uh, I'm not seeing a ton of really cheap guys that I think are worth a look. You could go with one of those San Antonio guards, but I'm going to put Dean Wade in here at thirty five hundred as a oh, power Lord. forward. Uh, okay. Yep. Give me 30 minutes from him, you know and, that and I'll live with not, the results. Uh, it's not uh, Dwayne Wade, right? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. Uh, okay. I I put him in there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you think we can afford... No, I'm not going to go there. Never mind. I, I don't want to go there. Um, it's sorry for the delay here. This is an important pick. I think it could swing the slate for us. Uh, and I don't want to make the wrong Every pick. Every single one is important. I know it. You know, I want to make a pick here. And then once we get the news, we're going to post this on Twitter because this will 1 million percent be because of the news. I want to take Willie Hernan Gomez at center only if Adams is out. Yep, absolutely. Because that 4,300 in that center spot lets us do what we want to do the rest of the way. But again, we may do a two or three, three v three split, you know, change if we have to buy up at center if he's out. Yep. And it's not going to be Stephen Adams, by the way, that we'd replace him with. No, it's not. No. All right. Um, Let's go with now. Small forward's a real interesting position here. There's a bunch of guys I'm interested in: Jalen Brown, Porter, Bogdanovich, Ingles. Let's go with Ingles here. Little correlation okay. with Clarkson. Mini game stack. Uh, I mean, we think the offense is going to run through those guys. So let's get Ingles in there at 6100 at small forward. Yeah. Oh, I like that pick. Um. Speaking of correlation, I would I would like 
Oh, we can't. He's the shooting guard's gone. I can't take him. I was gonna take uh, Tyrese Halliburton, mm, just, mm-hmm. but that's cool. Um, can we afford Jaw? Yeah, I think we can. I mean, it's it's not the end of the world to have Jaw and Dylan against Portland's defense, right? Yeah. So let's let's give that a twirl and see if we can make it work. Okay. I really think he's he's gonna have a good game. All right. At seventy five hundred for the last two spots, we're in great shape. Yeah, it's uh, going to be tricky here because power forward is barren today. I don't don't like it. Um, um, let me look at power forward. I mean, is there a possibility of? Can we get Zion and go cheap at small forward? I think that's worth looking at because if we go with Porter or Brown at this point, I don't think we're going to like the the power forward too much. How about we go with, I mean, we do have a couple of, of options there. I mean, I know his price is up, but man, Chetty's played great the last two games. Ooh. If he's going to get the minutes. And we also have Danilo or Kuzma against Washington. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, I'm comfortable with any, I don't think any of those are bad picks. I think Kuzma's probably the best pick there. Man, that would be a real GPP play with, with you know, there, AD out I, there. Let me, yeah, I was going to just say, let me make one other suggestion. If we take AD, because you know I'm playing him, instead of Zion, would you be... Is it my pick or your pick? Uh, I've lost track, but that if doesn't... If I take AD... That doesn't change anything. Well, it... it, it in terms we of the could, price. We could fit, we could fit Jetty... Chetty in there, or you're not confident in Chetty? I don't really want to go with Chetty and Dean Wade against right. Orlando. Well, what about Kuz? Washington's the worst defense. I mean, well, he, they're, they're he just hasn't players. been doing anything offensively. Yeah, he and, sucks. I hate. I do hate him, too, by the way. I mean, Gallinari. You got Bo- Bogey, Bridges, Gallo, but Gallo's against Philly. Yeah, and he really hasn't been doing much either. You know, 20 minutes maybe at the most. You know, you've got the Mikhail Bridges against the Clippers. He he played 40, 34, 44, 36, and 39 minutes in his last five games. That's pretty stout. And Crowder and uh, Sarich are questionable. I think he might be the guy. Mikhail Bridges. All right. Look at the minutes. Let's, let's put him in there. Minutes equal money, and his results, 34, 26, 36, 28. We'll take that for our last guy in. All right, so there it is. Westbrook, John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, Mikhail Bridges, Zion, Dean Wade, Willie Hernan Gomez. Follow us on Twitter to see if there are updates. Wait one second. We have an error there. What's that? Anthony Davis rather than Zion. Oh, okay. I was hoping for Zion, but okay. All right, we'll put AD in there. And remember, we have 400 bucks left, and we don't know about Hernan Gomez, so stay tuned. Absolutely. Thank you all for joining us. Hope you enjoyed that, and uh, best of luck with this lineup tonight. We'll be back again tomorrow. Actually, it'll just be me. Coach will have the day off and building up for that three-day weekend. So please do turn in again tomorrow, and we will be looking to crush it in DFS.